Hello, and thank you for joining us uh, for this episode of BC's Path to Universal Child Care podcast. It is a new year, 2023, and we have new people and new things to celebrate. And as we always do, we start our episodes with our land acknowledgement. So we are honored and ever grateful to live and work on the unceded lands of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. We thank them for having care for these lands and waters since time out of mind. We would like to recognize that this podcast is recorded on traditional unceded lands and honors indigenous ways of knowing that have nurtured the children and peoples of this land from time immemorial. Thank you, Nora. As you know, there's been so many changes and initiatives in the childcare sector in BC at the moment. And that can be hard for us to keep up with everything that's been happening. And none of those changes or progressions towards a system matter if they're not dedicated, highly skilled and compassionate people working in the programs with children, families, educators and community partners. Absolutely. And today we are excited to meet and discuss with two educators that are recipients of the Prime Minister Award for Excellence in Early Childhood Education. We are honored to have here Linda Fong and Maria Rodriguez. The Prime Minister's Award for Excellence in Early Childhood Education have recognized outstanding early childhood educators since 2002, with over 300 educators honored to date. Recipients are celebrated for their leadership, exemplary early childhood education practices, and their commitment to help build the foundation children need to make the best possible start in life. That's fantastic. And the award recipients inspire me so much in the the work that I do every day as well. Linda works as an educator at Huckleberry Child Care, a child care center for infants and toddlers that is part of the University of Child Care sorry, University of British Columbia Child Care Services. Over her 25-year career as an educator, she has touched the lives of countless children and continues to be an example in the field. One parent described Linda in this way, it is difficult to convey Linda's abilities through words because what makes her exceptional is not something that is typically validated. For example, achievements on paper or impacts on policy, but rather the calming effect of her presence and her exquisite ability to connect with young children. She has dedicated her life to education and she is a master of her field. Oh, that sounds amazing. And now, well, speaking about Maria, Maria works at University Hill Preschool and her own education and her experience working with children have taught her that play and the exercise of imagination are vital to healthy development and learning. That spark of curiosity arises from an environment primed for exploratory play and self-expression. Maria's approach to programming is child-centered and flexible, of course, with a premise that if given the right access and opportunity, children will follow their curiosity. So Maria allows children to shape their own learning individually and as a community. She has been described by a parent this way, Maria is one of the best. She forms real and meaningful connections with her students and cherishes their uniqueness. 
Her teaching style is flexible and focused on developing a strong foundation for children to succeed and enjoy their future endeavors with real skills and a positive outlook. Her ability to reflect, learn, and innovate with courage and determination is one of her strongest tools. The outcome is an amazing, successful preschool program. That sounds great. Mm -hmm. We welcome back Gita Chud. Gita, thank you for being here today and focusing our attention to two outstanding women that are putting into action in real life the changes and practices that we know will only impact children, families, and educators for the good and supporting system building. Over to you, thank Gita. You. Thank you so much, uh, Nora and Crystal, and what a magnificent way to begin our new year in regard to meeting Linda and Maria and learning from them. So the first question, and I think Linda will ask you to answer first and then Maria to answer again on the same question, please share with us. How did you know that you had been nominated for the Prime Minister's Awards of Excellence? Did you know by whom? And then how did you feel when you received the news that you had won? Linda, please. All right. Um, thank you, Gita, um, for that question. I found out that I was nominated um, by a parent. She was made aware of this award. And she emailed me and said, Linda, I believe you need to be nominated and be considered. And so I was very honored. And I thought um, that just being offered the nomination was um, winning. The, An award uh, in itself. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And when I was phoned by Beth Clark, I felt like, you know how you receive the news when you're pregnant? <laughs> it's almost surreal. Like, oh my goodness, it's, it's coming, you know? So I was overjoyed. And I did tell the children, my, my four sons, that, I, that your mommy had been uh, selected as one of the recipients. And their response was, oh my goodness, um, now, now our mom is overqualified. Um, and I thought it was very funny. So lovely story. Yeah. And thanks for letting us know that your four adult sons had yes. that response. Great. Yes. And Maria, over to you, my dear. How did you learn that you were no being nominated by whom and your reaction? Similarly with uh, Linda, uh, my school is run by a small group of parents and the parents called me and said, we received an email. We would like to nominate you, Maria. We want you to get the biggest award because uh, uh, <laughs> in 2015, I won the Achievement Award, the Prime Minister's Achievement Award. And they wanted me to get the excellence award. So I told them, let's go for it. And then we, we built a little task force. And my co-teachers and my parents, we all got together. And when I received that, <laughs> that news from Beth Clark, I was like stunned. <laughs> stunned. So I was stunned, but also overjoyed. And overjoyed 
for my preschool, which is a little tiny community. And it's now in the forefront of early childhood education centers. So um, the parents who have worked so hard and for my preschoolers, it, it was, they, we were all amazed and happy. My own family, there was like, it was out of the world. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> out of this world for your family, for the preschool, for the parents. And those of you who are going to be listening to this podcast should know that all of us are just smiling up to the heavens as we hear these stories from Linda and Maria. So we'll move on to our next question, which is, please tell us a little bit about your history in the early childhood profession and what brought you into the field. Linda, would you like to begin for us, please? Certainly. Um, you know, I have always been interested in um, education and I wanted to become a teacher. However, my, my path to that career changed somewhat and um, I didn't go down that route. I, I went into uh, office management instead. However, in 1995, uh, with the encouragement of my preschool teacher at the time for my three young boys, she said, Linda, you should consider early childhood education. I think you have the character for this mm. field. And I thought, really? And she said, yes, I believe you do. And you should inquire at the programs at Langara. At that time, I remember going into a, um, a class, a classroom a big room where all these interested students were going to hear about what the profession was all about. At the time, I'm pretty sure Roz Bell and perhaps Gita, you were there, that mm -hmm. said, we have only spots for 25 or 30 students uh, for this program and you have to sign up for an interview. And I looked around and there was at least a couple of hundred uh, possible students it looked like an enormous amount. I thought I didn't think I stood a chance. But for some reason, after that interview, I believe Gita and Roz had some faith and decided, okay, you know what? Linda is a potential early childhood educator. So thankfully I was accepted. So I started my program in 1995. And a little unknown fact, Gita is, is also... Um, the wonderful mentor for both Maria and I, um, we graduated under Gita's um, watchful eye and uh, without her inspiration, I don't know where I would be, but uh, she certainly is an inspiration for many early childhood educators. Thank you so much, dear Linda. I was going to leave till the end that it had been my treasure and pleasure to know both of you for over 25 years. So thank you for that. And Maria, your turn, please. A little bit about your history in the so, early childhood. I, I graduated uh, with a Montessori diploma and I immigrated to Canada. Uh, I think it was 1990s five or six and um, I didn't have any Canadian experience and I really wanted to know what childcare was all about in Canada so 
I volunteered at a little preschool called Ivy Montessori. And the teachers were so amazing there. And they helped me out. And they, they had an administrator named Niels. And I asked him if I could get a reference letter. So I was able to get into the ECE program. And he gave me a fantastic reference letter. And then that's how I applied to the ECE program at Langara as a part-time student. And I met Gita Chad and I met Roslyn. And I, you know, that the teaching methods out here is so different from what I've come mm. from back home. And I loved it. I loved the the the, the empathy, the 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 the, the, the just the the way uh, people are so warm out here and, and they really go out of their way to help you. And with God, with blessings, I also received, got an assistant job at University Hill Preschool that same year. I've never left the preschool. I, I beautiful parents, lovely children, um, amazing co-teachers. We've never had turnovers of co-teachers. We've been, I've been working with my co-teacher for 26 years now together. And two years ago, we lost another, uh, one of my teachers. And so now we have a new teacher who's being trained under us. But I, I have been just blessed with the best mentors and um, I, I don't look back. I, I think this is the best job that has ever been given to me. Wow. <laughs> oh, our, our heartfelt thanks to both of you for sharing that with us. And mm. it is true, speaking with people who have had education in other countries, here it tends to be more informal, more casual, uh, you know, where you could call your teacher by your first name as opposed to Ms. Chad or Ms. Janes or whatever, whatever. So lots of really interesting uh, multicultural kinds of uh, elements into the picture. So we can see why and wherefore both of you have your roots absolutely established in our early childhood profession. Mm. We move on now to the next question where we say that we understand that, pardon me, in Ottawa, when you were receiving your awards, each of you offered a short session on best practices. And we wonder if you could please share some highlights of your presentation with us. Linda. Mm -hmm. um, yes, I'd be very happy to share about what my best practices are which are no different really from the code of ethics in a way. Um, one of the things that I shared was that I seem to have retained a sense of wonder and curiosity, it, having that childlike mind in a way. Um, I think um, my conclusion was of this practice was to be the teacher, you must become the student. Uh, we have a new image of ourselves as co-learners, co-researchers, co-constructors of knowledge. And you really need to be the child, like be in his mind, if you can could say that. The other thing was always allowing for risk, you know, um, risky play. Just so important for children to, to uh, step out and just learn. And um, I guess my, my conclusion was that making mistakes is life's teacher. 
for children to know that if they go out without their hood on, it might get cold and their hair might get wet. Okay, let's go for it. <laughs> the other thing was to embrace change, uh, respecting the journey of each of our teammates, um, changes in the children as well. But I think for me to embrace that change, especially with our early learning framework that has now become our guide, that is uh -huh. a big change for me, um, moving towards that language, um, trying to embed a uh, knowledge of indig indigenous history. Um, the place is um, important. Um, nature base, being outdoors. That, I mean, COVID certainly kicked us in the pants <laughs> and uh, we had to embrace change there. So it's been good. Um, I, I think change is inevitable. We need to really be open to it or we get left behind. Hard as it, as it is, change is okay. It's good. All right. Thank you, Linda. I actually was taking notes as you spoke um, because everything that you highlighted is so central to mm. our work. You know, the code of ethics, the sense mm. of wonder and curiosity, mm. understanding mm. ourselves as the learners and the students mm. and the co-researchers, mm. risk-taking. And I love your phrase, making mistakes is life's teacher. The embracing yes. of change, the early learning framework, embedding Indigenous history, nature-based and the openness. Absolutely fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. I'm learning from you. Big Yes. Well, Gita, I wanted to add one more, and that was the pedagogy of listening, listening, you know, to listen without the answers, to listen without judgment, to listen without any preconceived ideas of what is correct. Um, I have been often mistaken by what our children are capable of. I've been almost put to embarrassment of thinking that I do know everything. I have all the answers when really we don't. And the answers that the children have for us, it just, it's just mind blowing. It really, really is. So to listen with, and I'm sure you've heard it, to listen with your heart and to listen with both ears. So important. Beautiful. Absolutely. Listen and learn with our hearts. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. And now we'll move to Maria. Some of what you shared when you spoke about best practices. So some of the stuff I did share was what's really very central to my preschool. And I really believe in it is that it's student success. I want children when they come into the environment to be empowered. I want them when they come in to know that they are heard, that they belong and they are respected. And that can only be evident if you make the environment a living, a living creative art shop for the child, a place where child can see things around that child has created. And the child gets empowered because each and every provocation is child-centered. And 
the children, everything that a, a teacher is doing in the environment is with an intent and is focused on the child. So for me, the environment is really important for me to help the child understand that they are co-learners -le uh, along with me and the other teachers. So we are always listening, like, like Linda said, listening is so mm -hmm. important and observing observing as to what the child is saying and what the child would like it's i'm i base my program and what the child children need my second best practice is i never work isolated collaboration of families is very important we have families coming from all diverse cultures and we want them to be a part of our community so our program is very open. Um, in the beginning of the year, we we have a, a I uh, I kind of make a Google Drive, and I write down everything that our preschool is doing. And if parents would like to help us, this is this is what we need. I send it to my parents. There is no pressure. And the response that I get from them, there are parents who are willing to come into the classroom. They want to help out. We 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 kind of, our, our program is so rich because parents are all involved. If there's a project going on, I will email the parents. I'll, I'll document it. We'll send pictures and parents will tell me, oh, you know, this is what happened. My, my child was talking, but this is where that whole story was coming from. Because mm -hmm. they, they are the ones who know the ch children really well. So right. our program is very enriching. So it's, there's a lot of parent involvement in our program and a lot of community involvement. So we are based in UBC. So we work really closely with departments in UBC. So we have students from the psychology department. They come in to do research. We have students from the medical department. They come to do their clinics with us. So... We are in very uh -huh. close relationships, yeah. always abreast with the new research happening in the childcare field. And uh, lastly, the connection that we teachers have with each other. We take the time to sit down and breathe because we don't get time to breathe. We just want to sit down, relax with a cup of tea. So every day, half an hour, we will sit down ah, and beautiful. talk about our families. We, and we talk about the needs of the children in the preschool. We come up with so many ideas and we are not, we, we do, uh, we challenge each other, but in a very positive manner. Mm. And each one of us knows our strengths. And suppose we're doing a project, each one of us knows where we are going to go with the children. You know, if I'm doing one aspect, the teacher, the other teacher will do another aspect of the same project. So it's wonderful. I, 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 I think I have been blessed because I have worked with the same teachers that I've been working for so many years. And uh, those are my best practice versus to know your work. Oh to know your co-workers, to know your family, and to empower the children in your environment.
Thank you so much, Maria, because those were the keywords I wrote down and in a number of ways you and Linda actually are offering very shared best practices. However, empowerment, respect, belonging, creating a, a living environment for the children, provocations, child-centered, the relationships with parents and the relationships with the community. And then as you completed, the relationship with each other as colleagues working together to do the very best possible for children, families, and community. No wonder you all got the Prime Minister's <laughs> Awards. And we'll move now to our final question, which is, what keeps you on the floor after these 20 plus years and what guidance might you offer to colleagues across the province for ways to move onwards and upwards in early childhood education over to linda okay thank you gita um this is a great question you know there is that saying that that if if what you do doesn't seem like work it never feels like you have to do something. I can't remember that saying, but mm. I, don't, I don't see my, my job as work. I, I, it's, it's my happy place. It's my joy. I go there and, and I don't mind all the coughing and sneezing into my face <laughs> or being used as a tissue paper um, or being used as gym equipment when they climb all over your body. It, it, it isn't work when I'm on the floor. It is pure joy. And the only thing I would say to, um, to future early childhood educators, if they're considering our field, is just remember to be kind to yourself. It is very physical work. It's very demanding. It's very tiring. You're going to be asked why. 50 times a day, possibly. And repetitively doing the same, reading the same books. Story, yeah. <laughs> stories. And it is my passion. I, I believe I found my passion in what I do. So it never seems like work. And so I would ask uh, future early childhood educators who love to be with children, they say they, they love being with children, is is um, to be, it, it give yourself some time and, and, and experience because when I first started as an early childhood educator, I was really, really not good. I, when I think about my first um, activity, I overthought it. It was way overthought. Um, keep it simple. Just keep it simple. Keep it, be kind to yourself. Uh, self-care yeah nurture yourself because you are giving of yourself every day and that is so hard so make sure you look after yourself that self-care piece is important Thanks so much, Linda and I think um, we're hearing more and more in the human pardon me professions that self-care is 
critical. I also love your uh, focus on the fact that it isn't work for you. It is joy for you and truly your passion. Thank you so much. And Maria, please offer and add to anything that Linda may have said. Definitely. I, my advice to early childhood educators who are going to go into the field is, you know, it's the most rewarding field ever. It is very challenging, but keep an open mind, go into the environment, knowing that you're going to have fun, mm -hmm. laugh with the children, cry with the children, play with them. You know, just involve yourself with them and you will see, you will be blessed. You know, when you you have a child that does not leave the center without giving you a hug, hug. you mm -hmm. know you've done something right. <laughs> you know? uh -huh. <laughs> For me, it's so important that when children come into my center, they know they are loved. Mm. There is, beyond anything, they need to be loved. Like I always believe, um, Mother Teresa is my um, patron saint, and she always says, don't let anybody leave without them being known they are loved. So my ah. children, when they come to my preschool, they know they are loved. And, and I want them to know that. Everything else doesn't matter. You know, everything flows. But mm -hmm. once they know they are loved and they are cared, mm -hmm. that's, that's that. That's what I believe in and, and hugs. I love hugs. And thank you so much, Maria. So as you say, even though the work is challenging and as Linda said, tiring and demanding, think about the rewarding elements of our work. Laugh, yeah. cry, play, and love. And I'm thinking about um, a friend who used the term JCC, which I thought she was referring to Jewish Community Center, but she <laughs> actually was talking about the fact, what do we think when we say the word J meaning job? You get your paycheck, you pay your rent, you buy your food. What about career? as the first C, aha, so you're interested in ongoing professional development, continuing education. And then the last C, pardon me, was for calling. And yeah. it's obvious that for you, uh, both Linda and Maria, that the early childhood world is and has been and will continue to be your calling. So we've loved learning from you and I think your advice and your stories to current and future early childhood educators is so rewarding and important. We thank you, we thank you, we hug you, we love you. Well, back to you as well, Gita, Nora <laughs> and you. Crystal. Well, thank you, thank you so much for that really inspiring um, oh, lesson on on um, what joy is in in your in in work and working with children. And I think that every uh, student of ECE should listen to this podcast. And listeners, you you can't see our faces, but uh, we have been listening here and with smiles from ear to ear, just really. Um, uh, filled with warmth and um, and happiness listening to Linda and Maria talk about the joy they get from their work. So thank you and congratulations both of you for your mm -hmm. awards.
Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us again. I joined Crystal um, with that uh, sentiment. Uh, I was just telling a group of educators yesterday to to know that they are making a change in, in families' lives, in children's lives. And even if those little things go unnoticed, they don't go unnoticed by children. And how, you know, those hugs by the mm -hmm. end of the day, those that that that's a, a reward is, you know, it, that's what it is, but it, it's hard work, like you said, you both said. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you so much to all our listeners for listening to, to these wonderful stories and for your interest and support. You can get a BC's Path to Universal Childcare wherever you get your podcasts. And remember to join our mailing list at wccrc.ca forward slash enews hyphen sign up to get all our episodes and more. You can go there and listen to all our past episodes if you haven't and catch up after this one. Uh, and you will get that info straight to your inbox. So as soon as we release an episode, you'll get it there. If you have any questions or suggestions of guests, please email us, email all of your ideas for the podcast and for guests at ptucc at wstcoast.org. So until our next episode, this is BC's Path to Universal Childcare Podcast, signing off. <laughs>